Welcome to the Different Functional Podcast. As most of you know, Valentine's Day will soon be upon us. So this episode is going to be all about relationships, specifically green flags in relationships and how to find them in your partner and hopefully yourself as well. I am Autumn, the older sister. And for my fact of the day, I want to share one of my favorite green flag love songs, and that is Home by Blue October. And I love this song because it is, it's about a very simple relationship and it's an ongoing one where these people have been together and they're working together and things are just okay. They're going fine. They're happy. They've built their life. They feel healthy. They're both working on their stuff and it's just a good place to be. And I love it because it is just so every day and simple. And I like that. And that's what I try to get in my own life and my own relationship is that feeling that that song Home by Blue October brings. I also really love that song by Blue October. I think my favorite part of it is we all get to see who we grow up to be an anchor when in doubt an ocean when in drought. And I really, really love that concept of both trying to be that and also trying to seek that out in your partner. I am Ivy, the younger sister, and I will tag along on this music train and share my favorite healthy green flag type of love song. And that would have to be Alanis Morissette's Everything. And I really love that song because in essence, it is about finding somebody that sees you, really sees you, every facet, every aspect, every flaw, every strength, everything about you. And they love you, not in spite of anything, but just in your totality, they love who you are as a person. And as someone who has spent a huge portion of my life being a hot mess, and I'm still a hot mess in lots of ways, I do really seek that out in my relationships is finding somebody who does not look at me and see something that needs to be fixed or changed, but looks at me and sees somebody that they love. Just that simple. I agree with that. I also love that song. And that is a green flag I seek out in my relationship as well. And now as we go into this episode today, you're actually going to hear us talk about a lot of green flag love songs. We're going to be sprinkling them in throughout. And part of the reason for this is because love songs, they're part of where we get our narratives and our stories that we tell ourselves about what love is or what we should seek out in a partner or what a relationship should be. And yes, we have romantic movies and we have romance books and all of this other stuff that do set up quite literal love stories for us. But it's these love songs that really get into our subconscious, that get stuck in our head. And sometimes we end up repeating these same phrases from these songs again and again and again and driving those ideas into ourselves. And when that song is about a red flag, well, you're driving in a pretty negative message about love. And so we want to make sure that we're providing a lot of green flag songs so that when this song gets stuck in your head and you're repeating that same phrase again and again, you're reminding yourself of the positive things and the healthy things that you should be looking for and growing towards in your relationships and seeking out in your partners. And the reason that we decided to include this musical aspect to this was actually because I was at work the other day and a song came on the radio by Megan Maroney, I think her name is pronounced, and it's called Tennessee Orange. And the song is about this singer calling her mom and she's explaining about this great guy she met and why he's so wonderful. And the lines in there go, he's got blue eyes, 
He opens the door and he don't make me cry. And every time I hear that, I go, oh, honey, your bar is so low. (laughs) That is not a reason for a man to be this wonderful thing you're calling home for. It's great that he's attractive. It's great that he opens the door on occasion is chivalrous. And that he doesn't make you cry, I feel should just be, you know, like a given. If if you're with somebody that's making you cry on a regular basis, I would really look into that personally. And so as I was listening to this song, I got to thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, we hear all of these red flags all the time, both in music and just in life about things that are wrong. Do we even have an idea of what's right? Do we even have a template or an ideal to be working towards both as ourselves as partners and to be seeking out in someone else that's a partner? You will hear us reference lots of songs throughout this episode and all of those songs are actually going to be on a playlist that you can find on our resources page for this episode now we do want to make a disclaimer here at the top this is a two-way street so as much as we all would love to have an ideal mate or at least an ideal mate for us who is all of these green flags, who is all of these wonderful things. It is really unfair for us to expect to find that in another person if we ourselves are not striving to also be a good partner. Can you go out there and find an ideal mate if you're an asshole? You probably could. But is that fair? No. Should you probably try to work on your stuff? Yes. Should you probably try to be a a good partner? Absolutely. Don't expect to find a ideal match for yourself if you're only going to be a giant red flag and be horrible to them. At least make a solid effort to be a good person and a good partner yourself. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into some of these green flags and let's go in the spirit of Megan Maroney and let's just start by setting that bar super, super low. The first green flag is that they just treat you with basic decency. They're nice to you. They are patient with you. They forgive you. They build you up. They don't bring you down. Just simple things, things we should all be doing in our interactions with other humans. Things that just say, hey, I'm a human. You're a human. We all acknowledge we have mistakes and stuff going on and it's okay. And we give each other a little grace and we give each other a little respect and we give each other a little room. And I I feel like that's like the lowest bar for a relationship. All right. Now that we've set that bar super nice and low, let's actually look at some of those green flags we can look for, that we can aspire to, that that raise that bar up just a little bit from the ground there. And one of the first ones is that they're working on their issues. Most of us have issues. We've got little foibles and quirks and eccentricities and past trauma or mental health things or whatever it happens to be. These people acknowledge it and they're working on it. And I know for me as well, one of the things that I look for in a relationship and I look for in a partner is that they even have issues to begin with and that they see that they have those issues. And one of the songs I love that really reflects this idea is Broken by Lovely the Band. The idea of seeking out somebody broken like me. And while I don't necessarily see myself as broken, I also am definitely not the epitome of mental health, nor do I in any way fit in with most neurotypicals or society. And so I do look for somebody that has issues, sometimes similar or sometimes compatible, but I'm looking for someone that has issues, that acknowledges it, and that's working on overcoming them and growing. Autumn mentioned the importance of them knowing and acknowledging their issues, but I would say it's also just as important that they're not expecting you 
to fix their issues for them. Yes, ideally, you get into a, a good, healthy relationship and whatever it is that you're both working on, you'll encourage each other, you'll support each other, and both of you will heal and you'll become better people together and you'll grow together. That is a completely different thing than somebody wanting you to save them or fix them or fill some sort of void in their life. I am always looking for someone who not only knows and acknowledges that they have issues and is not only working on them, but there is also no part of them that is expecting me to be responsible for them. Even further, I would also say that it's just as important to find somebody who is open to you calling them out when they are behaving in sabotaging ways either themselves or to the relationship because as much as we would love to believe that we are all very self-aware and we're tackling all of our issues and we don't need help and we don't need anybody who's interjecting and telling us when we're doing something wrong the fact is, is that we aren't actually always as self-aware as we would like to be and i'll use myself as <laughs> as an example here i do struggle a bit with this I do recognize the, the value of having somebody in your life, especially having an intimate partner who can see when you're struggling or can see when you are doing something that's sabotaging and they call you out on it. This is very valuable. I recognize this. I also, however, have a lot of sensitivity to rejection or even what I perceive to be rejection. Now, a good loving partner is not actually going to be rejecting you on the basis of, of these issues as long as you're working on them, but I still get initially defensive. I tend to cry, I tend to withdraw, I beat up on myself for a little bit, I go into like this pity party where I think I'm not good enough and nobody loves me, and that has nothing to do with my current partner. He's never made me feel that way at all, but that is how I automatically react. However, if given enough time, I do sit with his feedback and I think about it and I analyze it. And once that flood of emotions and that sensitivity has passed, I can see the merit in what he's saying. And I do try to work on those things and I acknowledge them, not just to myself, but also to him. And I try very hard to work on those things because they are issues, not just within myself, but also in the context of the relationship that I have with him. So even if you are somebody that does struggle with that sensitivity to perceived rejection or criticism. It's still important to not just throw that off to the wayside and pretend like it's not important because if, if they're bringing it up, then it, then it is important. That's exactly one of the reasons why I find it so important to find people that openly acknowledge that they have issues in a relationship because when you both are able to say, oh, I have issues, it builds some empathy and some understanding. So when one person does get defensive or one person does need to be called out, there's already some grace right in that area because you both come into it with the understanding of we're not perfect people. Another big green flag is that the person is similar to you in vital ways. Okay, so they don't have to be an exact replica of you. And in fact, it probably wouldn't work. I will I will attest to the fact that if I was in a relationship with somebody like me, we would have long ago killed each other for sure. But you do want to have some basic similarities with the person, especially compatible base beliefs, those values, those morals, those priorities, things like how should you raise and treat animals? Where do you want to live? Things along those lines. And the song I'm going to throw out for this one is Hell of a View by Eric Church. And this is actually more of a personal one because the song itself doesn't necessarily talk about matching up values. But I find this almost the theme song of my relationship right now. And that's because 
The song talks about two people living completely on the edge with no safety net. They know they don't fit in with the rest of society and they're both okay with it. That's actually where I'm at with my partner right now. We're both off grid. We're both living a very societally non-agreeable life, but this is where we both want to be. And this is the life we both want to live. That's really important. And so it's important to seek out a partner that has views, these base, big beliefs that really direct your life. They're similar to yours that are going to be compatible, that you can both work towards the same goals. Along with having those compatible beliefs and similar life goals, this one is real important to establish right out of the gate. Do they have compatible relationship desires? I'm not just talking about their future goals, if they want a family, if they don't want a family. Those things are also important to figure out as well, because if one person wants kids and the other one doesn't, that could be a deal breaker. But you also want to look at just basic of basic relationship structure. Is this going to be a monogamous relationship? Is it going to be a polyamorous relationship? What are the roles of each person in the relationship? How do you each view things like gender and those sorts of gender roles in the context of relationships? Those are very vital things to figure out right away because you do not want unpleasant surprises popping up that are completely unnecessary and you don't want to end up in a relationship with somebody who had very different ideas about what direction this relationship was going to go in and what they were going to be responsible for and how invested you both were going to be. Also, you want to make sure that you have compatible likes and dislikes. How do you both feel about kids? How do you both feel about animals? How do you feel about socializing with other people? Are you extroverted or introverted? Does one of you want to live in the city and the other one wants to live in the country? Do you have a similar sense of humor? Are you seeking out very similar forms of entertainment? Yes, opposites do attract, but you also have to have enough foundational compatibilities and similarities that you enjoy doing things together, that you can find activities and interests that you are both on board with, that you can agree about. This is one that's really important to me personally because I am a very independent person and my partner is also a very independent person. If one of us was wanting to spend every single second of the day with the other, this relationship would not work. Both of us need our time and space from each other. We do have similar belief systems. We do have similar goals in our lives. We have very compatible viewpoints and we also have very similar interests. We, on the other hand, do have a lot of things that we don't do together because I am not interested in cars and he is not interested in tarot cards. And that works out perfectly for us because while we do love to go off-roading and camping together and doing all of those things as independent people who need our own personal space, we also get the opportunity to have our own interests and spend our time apart. And that leads right into the very next green flag we we're going to talk about, which is that the person is different than you in vital ways. While you do want those similarities, like Ivy said, you also want some differences. You want somebody that can fix your car. If you're not mechanically inclined, it's nice to have a relationship with somebody that is. Both Ivy and I were very lucky to find a partner or partners because we have different partners that are mechanically inclined, which is great because Ivy and I suck at those things. And so when we do have 
have a car issue, we have somebody in our lives that can help us out with it or at least troubleshoot it or let us know if a mechanic is pulling the wool over our eyes on something. Great song for this, and it's a throwback for sure, is Paula Abdul, Opposites Attract. And if you've not heard this one, I highly recommend watching the video of that because the dancing cat, which is amazing. But you do, you do want to find somebody that is different from you in vital ways and skills are a great way to have somebody different than you. Because if you both have the same set of skills, that's great. You'll both be really good at that, but something else is going to suffer. And I'm not just talking, you know, Napoleon Dynamite skills like nunchuck skills or bow hunting skills or computer hacking skills. I'm talking just regular life skills. You know, who's good at confronting the spiders? Who's good at being the person that can calm the world down? Who's good at keeping everybody on track and routine and making sure everybody gets fed at the right time? All of those are life skills we need. And if you have skills the other person doesn't and they have skills you don't, it's going to help balance the relationship and make it better because things are just going to be easier for everybody. With this too, like Ivy said, it's also good to have different likes and dislikes, especially in Ivy's relationship where they're both very independent. These different likes and dislikes allow them various avenues to go and do their own things independently from one another without the other person feeling left out. And even on a very, very simple level, personal example for me, Jake, my boyfriend, he hates olives. I love olives. And this is a wonderful difference for me because this means I never have to share my olives. And if ever we get something that has olives, I get extra olives because he does not want his. This is a great difference to have. One other vital area to ensure that you have that compatibility in those differences is in your mental health issues. Again, this is one of my personal green flags is that the other person that I'm with not only has those mental health issues like I talked about and acknowledges them and is working on them, but also that they complement mine. Like I said, I could not be in a relationship with somebody like me. I am a very anxious person. I am a very driven person. I am motivated enough. I could probably lead an army. But when I get with somebody like me, all that does is make a lot more anxiety and a lot more motivation and a lot more persistence. And there's no rest and there's no relaxation. And so I entered into a relationship with somebody that's on the opposite spectrum of that. They're extremely calm, often to the point of a motivation where they find it hard to get going or get moving or to start to tasks or to complete and follow through with those tasks. And that's great for me because what that does is it slows me down. It makes me pause and ask whether or not this task even needs to be completed. And if it does, do I need to complete it now? Or can I take time to rest? And with him, I help him move forward. Instead of never finding the internal motivation to get something going, I'm able to be there to provide that motivation for him. I find it kind of funny because I am on the autistic spectrum and my boyfriend is, I would probably say very much ADD neurodivergent type and Ivy is ADD neurodivergent type and she ended up in a relationship with somebody most likely on the autism spectrum based on what I've heard. And we joke about this back and forth, but part of the reason is those two mental health diagnoses do complement each other in a lot of ways. So if you can find somebody that has mental health issues that complement yours, that are the, the down to your up and the, the calm to your anxious, that's also a great way to find somebody that's different than you in those vital ways. 
you know, the last point that Autumn was making there, both with it being different from your partner in vital ways and also being similar to them in vital ways, there's a lot of this kind of yin-yang energy of equilibrium where you're always trying to balance each other out. And ideally that balancing each other out happens naturally if you have enough things that are similar and enough things that are different. And that is our next green flag is that they balance you and that you're able to balance them as well. One of the traits that I always look for when it comes to finding somebody who balances me is that they are their own person. They are fully capable of standing on their own two feet and they can stand up to me when it's necessary. They have their own sense of identity. They know when to draw a line in the sand and draw boundaries. And that's important to me because I have a very strong personality. I'm very independent. I'm very stubborn and strong-willed and I can be kind of soapboxy. I can get defensive. I can get stuck in my way of thinking. I would not be able to be with somebody who could not stand up to me. I could not be with somebody who just based their sense of identity on me. Personally, I don't find that particularly healthy anyway, but to, to each their own. I need somebody who has a backbone, somebody who can match my strength and match my energy. That's the main reason why my current relationship works, because neither of us is really vying for control over the other one. Neither of us is submissive to the other one. There's no competition in our relationship. We are both so secure in our own sense of self and in our own independence that we just naturally flow with each other. And it is a natural give and take. We're always trying to balance the scales. There's always this equilibrium of give and take. We're always trying to give equal effort into the relationship as much as possible and to be appreciative of each other for the efforts that we're each putting in. And I do think it's really important to find somebody that balances you out instead of just following your lead on everything or doing what you tell them to do. Maybe that doesn't work for everybody, but I really like having somebody with a strong sense of self and a backbone who challenges me in a lot of ways, because I think that's an important part of balance too. There is no balance in stagnancy. And a good partner, I think, is somebody who challenges your perspectives, who broadens your horizon, who gets you outside of your comfort zone. Personally, I think that's a very important quality in a partner. And that is a big part of balance, not just in the relationship, but also in you achieving better equilibrium as a person. That's also another big green flag I look for in my relationships. I have what many people refer to as a very strong personality. I, I probably have the personality of a hurricane or a tornado. And I am, like I said, very motivated, very driven. And I also tend to be very egocentric, not in necessarily bad ways, but in the idea of like, because I want it, obviously everybody wants it. And it takes me a bit to think that other people have different needs or desires than I do. And so if I don't have a partner that's able to stand up to me, they will just get torn along in my wake and their entire trailer park of their personality and self will be left in shambles. So I need somebody that's definitely going to stand up to me for sure. I also look with that balance idea, somebody that's willing to pick up the slack. Like Ivy said, that flowing equilibrium back and forth is very big because yes, my boyfriend and I have established what each of us does in the relationship because it's just easier. And I like having the expectation of knowing who's going to kick dinner or who's going to get the wood for the fireplace. But we also know that if the other person is sick or they're having mental health issues that day, 
we're willing to help out where the other person's roles are. That balance really works not just in overall ideas of personality and big things in the relationship, but even tiny things in the relationship. And I would say that balance also even applies to your personal issues as well. I don't know about all y'all, but in our relationship, we have incompatible issues, things that just drive each other nuts for various reasons, like I think all couples do. For example, one of the things that I love to do is be very, very controlling of my time. I like to know what's going on around me all the time. And when, what are you doing here? And what are we doing there? And what's happening over here? And who's on the phone with you? Not because I'm jealous or I care about those things, but just because I really like control over my environment. My boyfriend, on the other hand, likes freedom to be private and quiet and to keep his thoughts internal. Those aren't always compatible needs. And one of the ways we end up balancing each other out is we allow the other person to have those issues when they're having a difficult time. Because when we do struggle and we have lower resources, we do tend to have those issues that affect our life more frequently. And so when I start to get anxious or I'm close to my period or I've had a bad day at work, my controlling nature comes out really bad. But my boyfriend's able to recognize that and go, okay, let's let Autumn be controlling today. That's going to help her feel at ease. That's going to help bring her down. And on the opposite end of that, when I know that my boyfriend's had a bad day at work or he's not doing too well or he's struggling with his mental health and he needs to retreat and be private and keep information close to himself and not share everything that comes into his head, I'm also able to step away from my controlling bits and say, okay, my boyfriend needs space. I'm going to provide that. That idea of balance, that green flag of balance, it, it plays out in so many parts of our relationships. Another great green flag in relationships is that they respect you. And yes, this is partially just common decency, but I feel like in an intimate relationship, that idea of respect is very critical and it should really be stepped up. This shouldn't be bare minimum respect. This should be a good raised bar. This is extremely important if you do have mental health issues or you are neurodivergent or you don't fit in well with society because society is always judging you and seeing you as different and trying to force you to be something you're not and really undermining who you are on that personal core level. And you don't want to have to be in a relationship with somebody that's not supporting you and loving you for who you are. One of the comments I have frequently gotten from acquaintances, coworkers, and even friends is, oh, your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, must be a very patient person. And they weren't trying to be mean, but what they were saying is, you're a lot to handle. You're too much. You must need somebody extremely special and well-equipped to deal with all of your special issues. And that's not a message that's good to receive in an intimate relationship. Here's actually a somewhat red flag song in a way that I'm going to throw out there, is that in a lot of my relationships, I've always felt like Hard to Love by Lee Bryce, that I am the shit show. I am the problem. And somebody has to be so much bigger in order to love me and be nice to me and be okay with being in my orbit. And I hate feeling that way, like I am lesser, like I am a burden. And so that's one of the reasons I love my current relationship is because my boyfriend doesn't make me feel like that. What he makes me feel like is Marin Morris's song, To Hell and Back. He sees all of these things that are wrong. He sees my burning halo and all of these little foibles and issues and crazy things. And he loves me because of them not in spite of them. He doesn't say, oh, I'm being patient with you or, oh, I'm being kind by allowing for this 
issue. He's just going, oh, no, that's part of the package. I love that package. I love you. And if that went away, if that anxiety, if that controlling nature, if whatever it is that I think is so horrible to make me to live with, if that went away, you wouldn't be you. And I love you. And I think that's amazing. And so that kind of respect, somebody that makes the act of loving you seem so simple and so easy and not a burden or chore. I really love that idea of anybody who loves you as the full package. I mean, that goes back to the song that I referenced at the beginning of the episode, Alanis Morissette's Everything. It's also in the song Easy by Camila Cabello. It's just this concept that this person sees you totally and completely every single part of you. They really see you. It's not some idealized vision that they have of you. They see the, for lack of a better word, the shit show you can be sometimes. And they don't see that as a downside of being with you. They see that as something that gives you depth and it gives you character. And yes, maybe it makes you annoying sometimes. Yes, it can be a, a challenge to find the right way to, to play off of you and balance with you, but it's not a downside of being with you. Like Autumn, I have a very strong personality and I do have my mental health issues and I do have my neurodivergent eccentricities and my trauma background and I am a complicated package. My baggage weighs a lot and I'm not going to lie about that. And I really value that my current partner, Calvin, he never makes me feel like I am a burden, ever. And one of the things that I never thought about as a green flag before we got together is that he sees everything that I've been through, everything that I've shared with him, everything I've told him, all of the issues he's seen manifest in me because of my background and all the issues that I have going on in this chaotic brain of mine. And he actually finds that appealing because he sees how much I have struggled and how much I've had to fight to even survive. He's, he's seen how much I've had to grow as a result of everything that I've been through. And he told me at one point that that was the first thing, other than just the, the basic physical attraction and chemistry, that was one of the very first things that he saw and really fell in love with about me is that in spite of everything that I'd gone through, I didn't make excuses for myself. I was fully accountable. I was always trying to improve. I was completely upfront and honest about who I was and what I had going on. And I just was so resilient and I was so strong. And he saw that as something valuable and something very attractive. And that never occurred to me that that was a green flag before. And I know that sounds silly because that seems like a no-brainer. But every single person I had been with before him had made me feel at one point or another that I was broken, that I was in need of saving, that I was in need of fixing, that I needed to change. He's the only person that I had ever been with who saw what I had been through and saw who I was and viewed me as being strong instead of weak. He did not look at me and see fragility. He looked at me and said, wow, she's been through a lot. And damn, she's she's got it. Like she's doing good and she's grown a lot and she's smart and she's resilient and she's strong and she's independent. And holy crap, that's really attractive. No one had ever looked at me like that before. Everybody else I'd ever been with had made me feel like there was something inherently wrong with me that in a lot of situations they believed couldn't be fixed, that they just had to 
deal with me. And Calvin's never made me feel like he's dealing with me. Find somebody who sees you for what you actually are and doesn't think of you as a burden and doesn't think of you as weak or fragile or in need of saving. That right there, though, is a big piece of it, that they see you as you are, because it's very important that you find somebody that accepts you and loves you because of those foibles. But they also definitely see those issues, because on the opposite end of the spectrum, you get that red flag of somebody that idolizes you, that puts you on a pedestal. So part of that respect is also acknowledging that you are human, acknowledging that you have issues, loving you because of those issues, not in spite of them, but still being willing to see those issues. The next green flag we're going to talk about is that they respect your boundaries. And for this, I'm going to throw out one of my absolute favorite songs of all times. This is one my mom introduced me to when I was a kid and I still love it and will karaoke it anytime I get a chance. And that is Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. I also really love that song. I have very fond memories of being in the car with Autumn and Mom and all of us just like yelling the lyrics at the top of our lungs, just driving around. And it does have a great message because that whole song is, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for you, but not that. That's a step too far. And it is important to make that distinction in any relationship that you have with somebody, whether it's romantic or not, but it is particularly important if you are talking about a relationship with somebody that you're living under the same roof with and you're trying to build a life together. Let's talk about a few different types of boundaries here. The first one is that they respect your just natural boundaries. They do not mess with you when it comes to your phobias and your triggers. They are not trying to push those buttons. That is not entertaining for them. That's not fun for them to watch you squirm. They are not trying to take advantage of your fears and weaknesses. A personal example of this from my own relationship is that I hate practical jokes. That is a huge trigger for me. And that comes from some bad experiences during my childhood of practical jokes that were taken entirely too far. I don't like them. I don't play them on other people. And that is almost deal breaker level for me. Calvin loves a good practical joke. He loves them so much and he plays them on his friends all the time. To him, they are fun, but he knows that that is a big one for me. He does not mess with those. He doesn't even think about it. He will never try practical jokes on me, especially anything that has to do with base fears that I have, because he doesn't want to hurt me. And that is a really important thing to look for in a partner is somebody who sees what your phobias, your fears, your triggers are, and they're not trying to take advantage of that for any reason, especially not just for their entertainment. The next one is that they respect boundaries that come from your issues. I have a lot of issues around touch. And some of that, yes, is my trauma background, but some of that is also just my neurodivergent eccentricities. I don't do well with touch in part because it's very overstimulating and I already get sensory overload very easily. Alvin is great. He knows when it's okay to touch me and when it's not okay to touch me. At this point, he doesn't even need me to say it. In the beginning, I would say, hey, I need to not be touched right now. And he was totally cool with that. And he would take a step back. Now he doesn't even need that verbal cue from me. He can just tell from how I'm acting and how I'm responding to my environment. And he just reads those cues very well. He's always very respectful of when I need touch versus when I need to not be touched at all. It doesn't hurt his feelings. He sees why I have those boundaries and that they're very real and he respects those. And that's really important to look for in a partner. 
And then also they respect the boundaries that you set with them. In this instance, we're talking more specifically, you're verbally setting those things with them. You're being very clear about what it is that you do and do not want and what you will and will not accept. And they listen, they communicate with you, they make sure that they understand and they respect those boundaries going forward. They don't try to push them. They don't try to overstep them. If your boundaries conflict with their boundaries, maybe you have conversations and you go back and forth and you find a compromise that works for you both. They never just disregard your boundaries. They're not dismissive of them. And then they also respect the boundaries that you set with other people. If you have a really bad relationship with your family, regardless of the sort of relationship they have with their own family or how much maybe they like your family members they never try to go in and fix your relationship with your family or try to force you to have relationships with them they don't meddle uninvited in your work situation and your dynamic with your co-workers your dynamic with your friends they always keep distance there because they trust you to take care of your own external relationships and they don't try to interfere in that and they don't try to force anything on you and they will back you up and they'll stand by those decisions and they will reinforce those messages of boundaries that you set with other people. Another green flag is that they make you feel attractive. And we're not just talking about physical attraction, though that is important. You do want somebody that is going to make you feel physically wanted and physically beautiful or sexual. But you also just want somebody that's going to make you feel as though you were attracted, that they are attracted to the whole of you, your personality, your way of thinking, your sense of humor, that they like you and that you are appealing. And that's an amazing, wonderful green flag. And one of the songs I'm going to throw out here, and I know a lot of people are going to think it's hokey, but it's Kenny Chesney, She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy. And yes, it is a humorous song. And yes, it is hokey. And yes, it is country at its best or worst, depending on your viewpoint. But I love this song for the idea of making you feel attractive because it's sung from the the perspective of a farmer that's what he is he has the farmer's tan he drives a tractor this is who he is this is his personality this is his life and this person that is attracted to him is attracted to that she's attracted to the fact that he is a farmer that he is controlling this big equipment and so she's able to see him as he is and say oh yes honey that is what i want you are what i want because of these things about you and so i love that idea of she thinks my tractor sexy as silly as it is and and with that too they actively want to be with you to spend time with you to participate in activities with you they make you feel wanted and desirous and they also make you feel funny or smart or important or special or whatever it is that's important to you it's one of the things i love about my boyfriend is that he makes me feel smart it's important for me to feel intelligent he knows that and he makes me feel that way partially because he sees me that way but partially because he knows it's important to me and he's also attracted to my intelligence and the way I think about things and the way I analyze information so that idea of making you feel attractive is a great big green flag the next green flag that we want to talk about is that they validate you they see you and they validate you as a person. And one of my favorite songs for this is Alanis Morissette's Empathy, because that song is all about how she's spent so much of her life trying to hide these things that she thought other people would not understand or that they wouldn't value or that they would shun her for. And this person sees everything about her. They see all of the things that she's been trying to hide and they value them and they say yeah i see that and it's 
great. Why would you be ashamed of that? Why would you be embarrassed of that? And they just validate who she is as a person and that she is worthy and every part of her is worthy. I really love that because I feel like that is a super important thing in a relationship to be with somebody who sees you, who wants to see you. They actively observe and they pay attention and they want to know you and they want to to see all these different parts of you and see how multifaceted you are and on top of seeing those things they want you to know that they see you and that they value you and that you are valid and your experiences are valid and who you are is valuable on that point one of the things that will let you know that they're actually validating you in your in your experiences is that they really listen to you and not only are they listening to you they're observing they're paying really close attention and that's very validating because if this person is putting so much effort into really hearing me, listening to the things that I'm saying and what's important to me and what I'm going through, what I'm struggling with. If they're really listening, man, that means that they really care. That means that these things that I'm expressing, they matter and that they're valid and they mean something. And they're watching you and they're seeing how you go through life and they're, they're seeing when you're struggling, even if you don't tell them, even if you don't have the words to verbalize it or you're not ready to, they're paying enough attention that they can tell when something is off or they can tell when something is going really good. And maybe you're just a very modest person and, and you don't wanna brag or whatever, but they see all of these different things about you and all these things that are going on in your life and they draw attention to them because they want you to know that they love you and that you are valid and you're valuable and you're important and they see all of these things about you they also respond with what you need in that moment so they're listening to you they're paying attention they are validating your experiences they're providing solutions if that's what you need but they are figuring out what it actually is that you need do you need them to just sit there and listen to be a sounding board do they need you to verbally say yeah i hear you and that is man that sucks that that's going on or yeah you should be proud of that or if you're having a really hard time and you're feeling overwhelmed and you've got this problem and you are just so burdened by it and they can tell Maybe they, they pick up the slack and they provide a solution or they help you out in some other way. They're looking and listening closely enough that they can see what it is that you need and they're willing to respond with what you actually need in that moment. Even if what you need is just to validate your pettiness. This is something that for better or for worse, I like in a partner and I also like this in close friends. I actually most closely associate this with my friend Gina. She was the one that started this with me when one of us was feeling just petty, just needed to vent and you know it's stupid and you know maybe you're wrong or you know maybe you're not being your, your best self and your most enlightened or whatever. You just need to be petty for a bit and she would, she would call it Team Petty Squad. And I really latched onto that because sometimes that is what you need. And I've carried that into my relationship with Calvin. When I am venting to him about something that I know is fucking stupid, I will often say, yes, I know I'm being stupid here, but I just need to say this because it's driving me crazy. And instead of him trying to make me a better person or try to you know, criticize it or anything along those lines, he's just like, yeah, that sucks. That's stupid. That person's an asshole. 
because that's what I need in that moment. He's not trying to engage any further than that. He's not trying to get me to spiral out into negativity, but he's also not reprimanding me for having a petty moment. And as silly as that sounds, that is an awesome form of validation that I think if we're honest with ourselves, all of us need from time to time. That idea of validating your pettiness goes hand in hand with the concept of just being upset on your behalf. And I think that's a big piece of validating somebody is being upset on, on their behalf of defending them against the world or wanting to defend them against the world or seeing that they've been wronged and acknowledging that and being like, hey, that's not OK. That's that's a really, really big one. And it's what, it's what I end up doing a lot. I'm a big advocate and I actually end up doing that in my relationship a lot because my boyfriend is is quieter and so he doesn't speak up as much. On a more funny note, there's a lot of times where I will defend him against impatient waiters because he takes a while to eat and the waiter will come back to take his food and he doesn't always want to speak up and be like, no, I'm still eating in that and they take it. And so I'm the one to be like, no, 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 we still need this. I got this. I will defend my man's food for him. It's silly, but just that idea of defending somebody, whether it's just against the impatient waiter or something bigger, is a form of validating somebody. It also can help if they regularly and easily offer empathy or sympathy for your struggles because both of those are forms of validation as well. And I do say empathy or sympathy because sometimes the person doesn't know what you're going through. And that's awesome when they can acknowledge that and say, I have never been in your shoes and I don't understand the feeling, but I feel for you feeling. And it's great that they're able to acknowledge that. I think that's a very big green flag as well, kind of buried in that validation category. Another way to validate is also just that they're enthused by your enthusiasm and they're willing to dab their toes in and learn enough to know what you're talking about. My boyfriend enjoys gaming and RC cars and I don't really care about him, but I try to learn enough so that I can have conversations with him so I, he can share these things with me and I can understand them and know what he's talking about. And my boyfriend does the same thing with me with all the psychological stuff I'm always going on about. He's learned so many diagnostic terms and scientific terms being with me because he's enthused by my enthusiasm. And so he validates those interests by learning enough to be able to have a conversation so that I can share those things with him. All right, let's move on to our next big green flag. And that is that they support you. And a great song to go with this one is I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders. I think that is an excellent green flag love song, another one of those throwbacks. But they just, they support you. They support your endeavors. They're willing to help you towards your goals and make the process easier for you. A great personal example from my own life is when I had to start giving up sugar quite a few years back. And I love sugar and I am addicted to sugar and I'm still addicted to sugar even after years off of it. And one of the ways my boyfriend supported me this was by eating his sugar in secret. So instead of eating it in front of me, he would do it in a closet or while at work. So I didn't have to see it. And so he basically turned his behavior into this secretive thing for me. And it was kind of an ongoing joke and it made it more humorous. And I really appreciated that. I appreciated him being willing to change his eating habits so that I could change my eating habits. And I also appreciated him introducing that humor to make this whole thing easier. But just that idea of supporting you in that way. Another really valuable form of support that I especially appreciate is when my partner is supportive of me in very tangible, practical ways without me needing to ask. And this is really valuable for me because being such an independent person, I am accustomed to doing everything on my own. And I get very bullheaded and I dig in my heels and I take on all of this workload and I just assume that I have to do everything myself. And that's ridiculous 
because nobody should have to do everything themselves, especially if you are in a partnership with somebody. That's part of what it is to be in a healthy relationship is that you've got each other's back and neither of you has to feel the full burden of everything all the time. But because I do struggle with that, I struggle with verbalizing when I need help. One of the things that I love most about Calvin is that he doesn't wait for me to ask. That he sees when I'm really stressed out, he sees when I'm struggling, he sees when I'm short on time, when I'm running late. When, when I am in chaos, because I have overloaded myself yet again, he notices without me saying a word and he does something to help. He will clean the apartment or he'll cook meals for me or he'll be checking in on my car to make sure that no maintenance has to be done because he knows I'm probably not going to think about that. It's going to slip my mind. He actually pays attention to what's going on with me, what's stressing me out, what I need support with. And without waiting for me to ask, he just offers to help or he just does what needs to be done. Because sometimes he knows if he offers to help, I'm gonna say, hey, oh no, 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 you don't have to do that, I'm fine, I got it. And he knows I don't actually have it. So he'll just do what needs to be done. And I think that's very important to find in a partner is somebody who can really see where that line is for you and they are your biggest support. They're paying attention and they want to help and they know when to ask if you want help and they know when to just take care of things. They never demean you. They never make you feel bad about it. They never make you feel like you're burdening them. They just see a need and they recognize that this is a partnership and that you're building a life together and that part of their responsibility is being there for you when you need them. That is such an important thing to have in a relationship. I also feel another very valuable form of support is they support you in having your own interests. Now, some people do just want to spend every single second of the day with their partner. And if that's how you roll and that's how your partner rolls, all the more power to you. But there is something to be said for having your own separate interests, your own hobbies, and for encouraging each other in those, supporting each other in those. Calvin loves cars. And I support that wholeheartedly. I wish that we had an actual garage for him to work out of because he's brilliant with it. And I, I would love for him to have access to more resources and tools. I enjoy doing this podcast. He doesn't really even understand what a podcast is. He kind of listens to morning radio, but he doesn't really get podcasting or why people like it or why they listen to them. It's not really his gig, but because it's important to me, he supports that. He supports that this is an interest of mine. He supports that it's something that I'm trying to build a career off of. He's fully supportive of that. And even though he doesn't get it, he will go out of his way to make sure that I get to do this podcast. So even when we don't understand each other's interests, we still are actively supporting each other in those things. We're encouraging those things because we want each other to have that independence. We want each other to have those things that we feel passionate about. We don't want to force each other into these tiny boxes where we can only ever do things together. And we always have to find things that both of us like because that really does narrow things down for, for both of us and it really inhibits growth for us. So finding somebody who supports you having your own interests and is behind you in that and encouraging you that and cheering you on is a really important thing to have in a relationship. Another green flag is that they care about you and they show it. They make you a priority and they make you feel like you're a priority. One of my favorite green flag songs for this is Blue October Calling You. And in that song, the person is far apart from their 
their lover and they're just calling them to check in and hear their voice and all that sweet lovey-dovey stuff that often comes with new love. But for some of us in those longer relationships, it comes with those as well when you've got a nice solid green flag relationship because you miss the person and you care about them and you want them to be there and you want them to know that they're a priority for you. A big piece of this is that they are there for you on a regular basis for those small tiny things but also especially in a crisis when shit hits the fan they are there for you. And if you ignore the rest of the song and only listen to the chorus Bon Jovi's I'll Be There For You is great. Just don't listen to the rest of the song where he screwed up the rest of the relationship and that's why he's now having to make empty promises. So don't listen to that part. But also with that, they do spend their resources on you as well. They want to give you their time or their money or their emotional energy. Whatever resources are important to you as well as them, they want to invest those into you because you are important. For the bulk of my relationships, I have been involved with people who did not make me a priority and were in many ways very inaccessible to me. They did not spend time with me. They didn't invest emotional energy into me. They weren't there when I needed them. They were not reliable. And having had all of those experiences, I will say that, at least in my mind, that should be a deal breaker. If they are not there for you, if they do not invest in you, if they do not make you a priority, then they don't really care. And this is not a relationship that's worth being in. And I know that's very direct and it sounds very harsh, but that's a fact because if somebody really loves you and they care about you and they care about the relationship that they have with you and they want it to get stronger and they want to grow with you and they want to build with you, they will make you a priority. And if they're not, they're not really invested. And then you need to question whether you are investing wisely for yourself. Another really great thing to look for is what do they focus on? Do they focus on the positives about you and the relationship or do they focus on the negatives? Are they always nagging at you? Are they always trying to fix something about you? Are they trying to get you to change your behavior constantly? Do they only ever seem to see the bad? Or are they really focused on seeing the good things? in you and the good things in the relationship. Now, that's not to say that you ignore everything that's not working because that's counterproductive. Obviously, you have to address the things that aren't working, but you also don't want to be with somebody who's constantly putting you down or making you feel lesser or making you feel as though you are a problem. You really want to find somebody who sees the positives in you and they're trying to focus on that and they give positive reinforcement because that's even a step further in terms of making you a priority because they want you to know that they see the good in you, that they appreciate you. This was one of the things that I really tried to cultivate in my current relationship because we, when we first moved in together, who two strong-willed independent people, we fought like cats and dogs there for a little while. And after a while, I realized part of the problem, not the only problem, but part of the problem was how I was approaching things. I was just letting him know every time I was pissed at him. And that was it. I was leaving it at that. A problem would pop up. I would get angry at him for something and I'd let him know about that. But I wasn't letting him know when I saw his effort. I wasn't letting him know how much I appreciated 
how supportive he was of me or when he would do nice things for me. So that's something I've really tried to incorporate more into my relationship dynamic with him is that, yeah, if something comes up that we need to work on, I let him know, hey, this is really bothering me and we need to we need to address this because it's going to cause bigger issues down the line. But that's not all of it for me. Now, when I come home from work and he's making dinner already, hey, I really appreciate you making dinner. That just made my night so much easier. I have one less thing to be stressed about. And even when he's not doing anything at all, necessarily, but I just like the man. I just enjoy his company. And I will tell him, you know what? I really enjoy your company. You are very fun to be around and you make my life better. Focusing on the positives as much as you can and giving them that positive reinforcement, not just telling them when they're doing something that's wrong or they're doing something that's not working for you, but also telling them every time that you see them doing something right or something that makes you feel like a priority or makes you feel fulfilled. And that is a two-way street. Ideally, you want to find somebody who's doing the same thing with you, who's looking at you and saying, hey, I just want you to know that I love you and waking up next to you every day makes my day that much better. Coming home to you every day, that makes my life feel more fulfilled. I appreciate you making dinner. I appreciate the efforts that you're putting in. I appreciate the ways that you support me. I appreciate that you love me. That's a really, really important thing to look for in a partner. And I feel like that's something that we don't give, give enough thought to because the human mind is very much geared towards seeing problems and trying to solve those problems. It's not as geared towards just seeing the things to be thankful for and expressing our appreciation of the people around us that make our lives better. Another way they may show that they care about you is that they try to understand you as a person and they learn about your issues or your diagnoses. Like I said before, my boyfriend knows a lot about the psychological stuff and mental health diagnoses and all this other stuff because it is an interest of mine. But he also knows about it because he knows I'm on the autism spectrum and that I've had to deal with trauma. And so he's made an active effort to learn what it means to be autistic and to learn what it means to have gone through trauma and to have PTSD and what a trigger reaction is. And that is a big way that somebody will show that they care about you, that they will invest time in learning about the things that you struggle with so that they can help you with those struggles and support you in those struggles. Another green flag they invest in the relationship. They see the relationship as a thing with a capital T. It is a structure. There are jobs. It's a defined entity. And you guys both agree on it and work on it. That is a, that is a very big green flag that the relationship is something you are both working towards. You're not just expecting it to be easy. You're not just expecting it to happen, but you're both actively investing resources to make it happen, to make it grow, to make it the best that it can be. And in that partner, they generally care about being a good partner and about making the relationship a good one. A great song for this is Alanis Morissette's Out Is Through. That is probably one of my top 10 favorite relationship songs of all time, because the gist of that song is that, yeah, issues come up, but I am going to be a better partner to you and you are trying to be a better partner for me and we will get through this. Whatever happens, we are going to continue to get through this because we are dedicated to each other. We are invested in this relationship and the only way to get through things 
is to just walk through it. You just have to do the work. Are they willing to do the work? Because as much as we would like love to be super easy and we would like for relationships to be super easy and commitments to be easy, they're not always. Some days they feel easy. Some days it feels so simple and natural and just right. And then other days you look at this person and you think, I have no idea how we ended up together and you are driving me absolutely insane and I don't know if I can make this work. The only way to get through those bad days is to just battle through it together. And another thing that goes along with that idea is that they really consider how their choices impact you. Because once you get into a relationship with somebody and you are invested and you're trying to make this long term, you have to consider how your choices and your behaviors impact the other person. This is one that's been a bit of a battle for both myself and my partner, because being independent people, it's so natural for us to just make a decision based on what we think is best in that moment without checking in with the other person, without really considering how it's going to impact them. So that's something that I've been working really hard on is accepting that, you no, know, I invested in this relationship. I am giving it my all. I'm trying to be a better partner and I cannot just make these, especially big decisions, without checking in with him. I can't just disregard what he may think or how he may be feeling and make this decision for both of us by myself there has to be some compromise there. We have to figure this out together and we have to agree on this or find some way to compromise here. And you know, that is another aspect of investment, the willingness to compromise. Are you and are they willing to make the necessary compromises and changes to make the relationship work? Can you meet in the middle? Can you get through the arguments? Can you get through the disagreements and the thinking that you're right and they're wrong? Can you get through all of that and sit down and really talk things out together and figure out something that works for you both? Because remember, if you are committed to this relationship and they're committed to this relationship, that will require compromise and it will require that some changes be made on both sides in order for the relationship as an entity to exist and to be healthy. And part of investing in that relationship and making those compromises comes from communication and putting effort into and prioritizing communication, which is another green flag for relationships. A song I love for this one is J.P. Sachs's Line by Line. And part of the reason I like this, this particular song for communication is there's a part in there that says, there are things that I sing that I'll never have the confidence to say. And there's another part saying, if I tried to sum it up, I know I'd get it wrong. Sometimes if it don't sound right, I apologize. I just said it because it rhymed. And the reason I like that is because he's talking about how he can't necessarily say everything and he tries to say things and it doesn't come out right or he tries to make them poetic and then they're not quite true. And I like that because that's how communication is. A lot of times when we come into a relationship, we're coming from two very, very different perspectives. And so we don't always know how to communicate right away. That's why it takes effort so that we can learn each other's languages and learn how to bridge that gap so that we can actually hear and understand each other. And that's an excellent indicator of a green flag in a long-term relationship. Eventually, communication gets easier because you're learning how to talk to each other. You're learning shortcuts. You're learning what 
whether it is talk or notes or facial expressions or hugs or whatever it is that actually works to get messages across for you. That's what you're learning. And so the communication does become easier. And part of that communication also is that you can both offer and receive constructive criticism without being toxic or insulting. Because part of a relationship is, like Ivy said, it is that compromise. And at some point you have to say, I disagree with you, or I think this isn't beneficial for us, or more personally, I think this behavior isn't beneficial for you, or that behavior that you're doing is hurting me. And that comes up with some of those negative feelings, and it feels like criticism, or is some constructive criticism or feedback, and you both have the security enough in one another to be able to give that and to receive it and to make it through to the other side of that. Letting that person know you care even in the heat of that moment and working on that communication to that degree, part of what naturally comes from that is those feelings of connection and reinforcing those feelings of connection. And that is yet another green flag in a relationship is that you actually feel connected with that other person. And there's some great songs out there for that. There's uh, Keith Urban's Raining on a Sunday, there is uh, Casey Musgraves, Late to the Party with You. But that idea of feeling connected with the other person and putting effort into ensuring that connection is there. And that can be, yes, a physical connection, but also just the basic that you're looping with the person. A lot of us refer to this colloquially as we're on the same page, or at least you're in the same book is, is a great way to put it. But part of what that is, is that neurological looping where your mirror neurons are reaching out to their mirror neurons and you're both able to connect with one another on that biological level and also importantly with that that you're both able to balance that loop because again with that strong personality and with mental health issues some of us can get fairly dysregulated and if you're in a very intimate relationship sometimes when you get dysregulated you pull the other person into that dysregulation it is very very helpful and yet another green flag if that person is able to balance the loop yes the connection is there and yes you're able to feel it but when you become dysregulated they can pull back a little so that they don't get sucked into it or vice versa when they become dysregulated you're able to to pull back a little so you don't get sucked into it. On that note also though, what comes with that connection is that they can usually help to center or calm you. You know when you've had a bad day and you just want to hug or you want to sit on the couch and snuggle and be close to that person you love? That's that connection. They're that true north. They're that harbor in a storm. They're the anchor when in doubt like Ivy talked at the beginning of an episode that connection is so important and that they demonstrate that connection with you in meaningful ways to the both of you. So maybe that's inside jokes. Maybe it is snuggling on the couch watching Netflix. Maybe it's winks across the room at the party or maybe it's matching outfits when you go out in public. But not only that you have that connection, but that you're able to express it to yourselves or express it to society at large in a way that's meaningful to both of you. Just a really quick note there, you know, Autumn had just mentioned, you know, expressing that connection to each other, but also to society at large. And I honestly feel like that is another green flag in and of itself is that they want other people to know that the two of you are together. They are proud to be with you. They value you and they want people to know that you are a priority to them and they want people to know that you are special to them and that the two of you share a connection. They want people to know that. And it's not to rub it in other people's faces or anything like that. 
But if you flip that around and you look at what would be the opposite of that, what would be a red flag is somebody who wants you to be a secret, who doesn't want anybody to know about you, who's embarrassed to be with you. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody that makes them feel like they have to be a dirty little secret. And I speak from experience on that point because I have been with a lot of people that were both inaccessible to me, as I had mentioned before, but also wanted to keep me a secret from everybody in their life. And a lot of times it was because I was dating significantly older men and they were ashamed of the age gap. They didn't know what their kids would think. They didn't know what their ex would think, what their coworkers would think. And they were so stressed out about that. They didn't want anybody to know that we were together. And so they would often hide me. They wouldn't take me to events. We wouldn't go out on very many dates because they were afraid somebody that they knew would see them and they'd tell their ex or they'd tell their kids or they'd tell their their church leader or their boss or whatever. Nobody should have to live that way. So along with that, that note of you know, demonstrating their connection with you, expressing that together to each other and looping with each other, it is a really beautiful and valuable thing When that person not only wants you to know there's a connection between the two of you, they want the whole world to see it. They want the whole world to see that you are their person, that they have chosen to be with you because they love you and because they're proud to be with you. And they're proud to be in the world experiencing life together with you. And when that other person is expressing that outward to society and saying, yes, this person is with me and they're showing the rest of the world, part of what they're doing is they're building security in that relationship. They're helping ensure you feel secure with them. And that's the glass green flag we're going to touch on today is just that idea that you do feel secure in the relationship. And a great song for that is Emily Sand next to me. There's all these things that could draw the person away, but she always knows she will find her partner next to her. At the end of the day, when it matters, when she needs him, that's where he's going to be. He's going to be next to her. And having that surety and security is most definitely a green flag. And part of that is you generally trust them. And I will put a caveat in here that you trust them or they've done nothing to break your trust because there's a lot of us that have been through a lot of shit in our lives and we just have trust issues. And so it's very hard for us to trust. But with awareness, you can come to see, okay, these are my issues. That person has not done anything to break my trust. So even if you have those trust issues, that idea that they haven't broken your trust. And that reverses back to us too, that they generally trust us. They're not always trying to go through our phone or questioning our whereabouts or wondering if we've been talking to that coworker too long. That trust goes both ways because that's a big part of feeling secure in a relationship is acknowledging, hey, that person hasn't done anything to burn this bridge. And the final point that we want to make here with this sense of feeling secure and safe with them is that one, they make an active effort to help you feel safe and secure with them as a person, that they are not going to hurt you, that you can trust them, they are going to be reliable, that they are going to stand by you, that they are not going to betray you, that they are not going to cause you any further damage if they can at all help it. And also on top of that, that they are actively working to make sure that you feel safe and secure in the relationship. That relationship is its own entity. It has its own energy that's composed of the two of you giving of yourselves and trying to find that equilibrium. It's taking it from just being this person's energy and this person's energy, and it's making it that yin and yang that I kind of talked about before. Balancing each other and finding that equilibrium 
If they are really invested in this relationship, they will want to make sure that you not only feel safe with them as a person and that they have your back because they just care about you, but also they want you to to know that this relationship is something that they also care about cultivating. There is you, there is them, and then there is this life that you are building together. There is this relationship that you are actively trying to cultivate, that you are growing together in. So you really want to find somebody who does help you to feel safe and secure with them and in the relationship that you are building with them. And as we said at the beginning, we will have that Green Flags love song list on our resource page. So you'll have uh, all of those songs we talked about today and a few extra so you can actually listen to them, hear those lyrics, get them stuck in your head so you can start repeating those positive messages and get that driven into your love song narrative so you can start working on or towards those healthy relationships, being that healthy partner and finding that healthy partner. And Ivy, do you want to throw them our connecty bits so they can find even where our resources page is or how to get a hold of us should they so desire? No, just figure it out. You'll be fine. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, I will do that. I will also say that on the resources page for this episode, we will have both a Spotify playlist and also a YouTube playlist in case you want to watch the music videos with the songs that I can get music videos for. Anyway, both of those will be on there. So you can find our resources page at www.differentfunctional.com slash podcast resources. But I mean, you should just go to the website and check it out in general. Give us feedback. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do we need to change things? Do you hate our color scheme? We're open to suggestion. You can also find us on Facebook as Different Functional. We are on Instagram and TikTok as Different underscore Functional. We are on Patreon as Different Functional. You could email us if you wanted to. We'd like that. You can email us at differentfunctional at gmail.com. Please tell people about us. We would appreciate that too. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all of those things. Even if you don't like us, just tell people about us anyway for shits and giggles. Maybe you can form a haters club. I don't know. Just just let people know that we exist. We appreciate it all. There's no such thing as bad publicity, so they say. Yes, we would love any of the publicities out there. Please, please like, subscribe, interact, do all that happy stuff. Poke at us. We enjoy being poked at to some degree depending on the context. All right, so we will go ahead and wrap up today. As always, remember, different does not mean defective. Thank you for listening.